So that's what's going on here tonight in the Walter Report. And I couldn't be prouder of my colleagues here at the Walter Report um, and at Maria Aid for for making this happen tonight. Um, and and uh, back to you. Yehuda. Thank you. Yeah, no, uh, I once uh, spoke a few nights ago about uh, a topic close to my heart. Um, and uh, I, I spoke about goodness being uh, a light and uh, a certain Rebbe once said, uh, you know, to be lamp lighters. In other words, one, it takes one one small candle, one small candle to fill the darkness. You can, and and we're not one small candle. We're tens of thousands of small candles. And tonight we're a big projector with a lot of candles in there, and we are we're lighting up the dark. Uh, we want the Russians to know that the whole world knows, and they can feel proud about their info ops and their disinformation campaigns in India and South Africa and their, you know, Eritrea, the center of uh, the world there, um, they can, they can, they can go for the low hanging fruits and try to confuse other people in the world, big countries, especially, and they can confuse, you know, the, the conspiratorial types uh, in the States uh, who often believe the earth is flat. Additionally, the Putin's a good guy. So we're in good company and they're in bad company. And I think it's not, I don't think it's underhanded to point it out, but, um, you know, as long as you have an open mind and you're willing to learn, you can see what's obvious to everybody. Uh, and so we are, we are continuing in the spirit of how we started this at the uh, Walter Port, Maria Aid, people from all over the world, just getting together to try to make a difference, getting together to try to help be the change in the world that we want to see and we can't do it if we do nothing but being here listening contributing for all those that donate for the thousands of tourniquets we've purchased for the drones for the medical supplies this is all for you and this is for the people of ukraine we all have gotten together we've joined forces to do one thing that is to ensure that ukraine has everything it needs to, to retain its sovereignty to retake and reclaim back its own land. God willing, that will happen. HIMARS is in. Russian depots are blowing up like uh, uh, like it's not a big deal anymore. Russians will not be able to prosecute this war forever. They will culminate. Colonel Vinman on the ground with our friends Benjamin and Katerina said the Russians will culminate soon. And Western analysts across the board from everything tank worth its salt say Russia will culminate soon. They can't continue this. And with American weapons and Western weapons and Western support and support from people like you, the everyday man and woman here in Walter Report all over the world who say, no, 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 enough's enough. We see a genocide. You can't dress this up any which way. And not only do we not support you, Russia, we will support our leaders in punishing you and in, in following you until the end of the world. It could be 50 years from now, you're going to be in The Hague. You're going to be in the dock you're going to be answering and paying for your crimes against humanity. And tonight we projected on that Russian embassy in Washington, D.C., their most important embassy outside of Russia, their most important diplomatic representation anywhere in the world is, is the United States of America in Washington, D.C. And we're hitting them right where it hurts. Michelle, uh, you hooked up uh, yeah. I'm good, David. Uh, yeah, just to go back to what David was saying, um, one thing that resonated with me about tonight is that um, it's important to remember 
why we're, we're doing this, why um, Benjamin has been, you know, started and is running this project, um, because there's so many people who, you know, a lot of people have been talking recently about, um, you know, war fatigue and hearing about this, you know, the constant, um, you know, negative news that, you know, war brings. And, you know, you, people saying things like, I'm, I'm hearing about war for too long, what do you want me to do about it? And something like what's going on tonight is important because it just keeps Ukraine and what's happening in Ukraine in people's minds, in their awareness. And with some people, they don't know what to do, but what they can do is to stay engaged and to talk about it. And, you know, images of war crimes are are graphic. They're arresting their um they're offensive and you know they they do burn themselves into your brain and so you know engaging in activities that you know like you know these guerrilla activities are so important in in maintaining people's attention and helping to keep ukraine at the front of people's mind yeah i think that that's very well said it, it's it's really about it's really about all of us you know and this space has been phenomenal at keeping keeping what's going on, keeping us up to date on the military aspect, on the social aspect, the cultural aspect, on um, the humanitarian aspect, the, the the war crimes, the crimes against the children. I mean, when you think about it, right? When you think about it, three hundred thousand children have been taken from their homes by these Russians and sent away, who knows where. You know, and we had the issue in the United States. I'm not going to get political, but it's an important point. We had the issue in the United States a couple of years ago where they were separating children from their parents. And that we're talking in the, in the thousands, way too much, but in the thousands, not the hundreds. And those children, to this day, not all of them have been reunited. And the reality is that of the, thousands, the several thousand that were separated in the United States, some of them will never see their parents. So if you take that and you add the 300,000 children that have been sent to Russia, who knows where in Russia, or, or just fostered into other families, Russian families, to be enculturated, which, by the way, is the crime of genocide. It is, a, it is statutory to, to, to remove children from one group to another group is genocide. Those children, the 300,000 children, if they are all ever reunited, it would be a miracle beyond miracles. And it, it is just some of this, this, this is irreparable, no matter what happens. And then we have to just, just just to be clear, though, I just because I know you don't want to get political, but there's a difference. You know, I'm not uh, the immigration policy is a totally different thing. This is this is Russia invading another country and stealing. No, no, children. true, true. Thanks yeah, for pointing so that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glaring. No, I appreciate that. Difference. No, no, I wasn't trying to compare it on that point. And no, I really no. appreciate you clearing it. Uh, what I was just trying to say the technical the technical reunification of children. Is, right. is, is it's difficult impossible. even in a normal right. circumstance. Yeah. Where, no, no, where no, no, I appreciate the clarification. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the uh, You know, this is, uh, you know, uh, that's one other issue, and, and, and but more heinous and more strangely just bizarre is the Russian belief that it could just, that it's, it's the 1850s again, and they're going to kidnap children from minorities and, 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 and impress them into service in the military, for example. Um, and, and actually, Russian politicians and clowns, I won't call them politicians, like, uh, stooges, <clears throat> have actually gloated and said things like, you know, these Ukrainians will grow up to fight Ukraine again, um, you know, basically saying, we'll steal your kids, 
indoctrinate them to hate you and send them off to die to fight against you. Um, it doesn't get more sick than that. It's a, just a very sick worldview and that this passes for decency in Russia today. This is, this is considered an, a normal thing to do. Uh, Russian talking heads and supporters of the Kremlin making preposterous claims that they're saving these children. They'll teach them Russian properly and that they'll be, uh, you know, great Russian citizens. It's, um, you know, it's something that even a normal person wouldn't wish on their, on their greatest enemy. And this is what Russia is doing as, as, as a matter of policy. It's, a, it's something that they brag about. That they're actually, they actually brag on national TV that they are stealing, you know, Ukrainian children, making them Russian and teaching them to hate themselves. It's sick. It's what's happening today, though. So let's, uh, the, uh, I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag. We do have uh, pictures of Russian genocide, uh, proof of Russian war crimes, and what better place to put it than the backside of the Russian embassy in Washington. I made a comment to Katerina that the uh, Russians speak out of their backside uh, politically and figuratively and literally, and uh, we are sending the message right back to them. So on that note, uh, Katerina is still here. Benjamin is still here. Yep, I can give and, a quick uh, update if needed. Please do. Um, yes, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I keep cutting in and out. The signal here, I suspect that they're messing with the signal back here, but... Um, Update is we're almost fully set up on the embassy. They have pulled out two Z and V spotlights on the back, and they now have another projector spotlight that's flying the Russian flag. So they are amping up for sure, but our projector still is going to outshine, so not to worry. Um, it's just taking a lot of manpower to set it up, but they are, they're ready for it. They're flying the Russian flag. I, I suspect that they've brought in a lot of reinforcements, so... We'll see how that plays out. Incredible. So Katerina, just for the audience is tuning in, is helping set up the uh, the, pro the projector on the Russian embassy. Uh, our projector is bigger than theirs um, and uh, has a higher uh, uh, candle, whatever count. I forget how, how projectors are measured in the units. And it looks like they are going for broke. The Russians are panicking. The Russians are scared. They are doing their best to obfuscate the truth. They don't want us to do what we're doing. You're here alive, the Walter Report. Retweet the space. This is a seminal event. In Washington, D.C., our friends and colleagues are at the Russian embassy. We are about to project all of the Russians' war crimes in the last, or segments of it, in the last three, four months onto the Russian embassy. This is a very symbolic and, and meaningful action this is uh the world because the walter report is the world there are people from new zealand to japan to from london to cleveland ohio we're all here and please retweet the space let everyone know um the russians are trying to stop the inevitable and that's the truth you can't you can't stop the truth we're like feathers in the wind we'll blow everywhere and everyone, you won't, and the Russians can't chase down every feather. We will speak truth to power. This is a beautiful, beautiful time. I'm very excited. Uh, for those who want to speak, if we don't know you, um, go ahead and uh, uh, send us a message, me or David, David or I rather, and, uh, and, and state your question. Uh, 
And Alex, let's talk about, if you can, if you're able to speak, put your hand up, please. I don't want to bother you. If you're able to speak, tell us some of the countermeasures the Russians might enact from the embassy to try to fiddle around with the YouTube stream. Can you speak to that? Alexander, back at, are you there? Oh, yeah. Hi, Joe. Sorry. I thought there might be another Alex uh, on the call here. Um, you are you are IT expert guru extraordinaire. <laughs> Alex, yeah. for, for the audience, Alex is uh, one of the founders of Shopify. Uh, he's a super no, smart a guy. Founder. Not a founder, sadly, but uh, just Super to make sure that, there. yeah, <laughs> close enough, close enough, but, but um, uh, one of the early employees for sure. Yeah. Go so ahead, what go. could the Russians be doing to obfuscate? I mean, the most obvious thing is that they're hiding a Stingray device, which is a type of, um, um, it's a type of device that uh, mimics a cell phone tower. And what this device does is it, it acts as a man-in-the-middle attack for any cell phones or any sort of connectivity. Um, and so if you have two or, th- you know, if you have three or four of these devices in, in different areas, you can triangulate people's uh, uh, GPS position. Various governments around the world use this. This is a very, very uh, common device. It can be the size of, a, uh, you know, like an old uh, CRT monitor, or um, you know, if I'm if, if 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 I'm sort of looking for a size comparison, basically think of it as like a PS5 box or an Xbox. Uh, it can be that size, or it can be a size of a you know a, a full size um, van or a cargo van, and the size really just determines how powerful it is and how wide of an area it captures. And so inside the embassy, I would sort of imagine that they have at least one or two of these devices. And what it does is, it again, it intercepts the connection between your phone and another cell phone tower because it acts as a cell phone tower. So these folks can then listen to and intercept messages or phone calls or any unencrypted communication between your cell phone and uh, the the rest of the cell phone network that you connect to, and we we know these devices exist. We know that um, the Ministry of Defense in Russia uh, has purchased these devices, so it's not it's a, it's a, it's a wide known fact. So I imagine in Washington D.C., given a, a strong strong need for signal intelligence and operational intelligence, that they would have these devices to capture the. Uh, these um, sort of connections. And I imagine this is how they can sort of block or diminish the signal. So that's one type of device. There's another type of device which just literally overwhelms the bandwidth, the frequency that your phone uh, uses to connect to, and it just creates a lot of noise so that your phone can't break through and connect to an actual cell phone tower. It acts as a jamming device, and they can just sort of fill that noise, that bandwidth, that radio noise that your cell phone uses um, around the area in order to suppress the connection. This is, now, a, can, yeah, go can, ahead. Can, so can you tell us, like, is this maybe David Kachemin, would this even be legal for the Russians to transmit from their location? Wouldn't this be interfere with the Wi-Fi and regular communications of, say, police radio communications who are monitoring or who are, um, you know, patrolling the area? Is, is this is this an issue, David? Uh, 
Well, I don't. I doubt it's an issue. I mean, it depends if they're if they were. I'm just speculating here because it'd be a question of, of District of Columbia law. But if they were intentionally interfering with police um, uh, communications, I think I think there'd be an issue. Um, I'm not. You know, Alex understands the technicalities of of the, the, the what they're what they're doing, but I doubt that it would cross DC law. Uh, for them to have any kind of uh, transmission. I mean, there are plenty of, look, Washington, D.C., plenty of embassies and plenty of transmissions, and many of these embassies, you know, Alex can speak to probably more eloquently than I, have um, have defensive mechanisms to protect what's going on inside, and and not just the embassies, U.S. government facilities as well. So I doubt that it would be illegal. here, Here in Canada, maybe Michelle would know as a lawyer, um, we have a malicious communications act, right? And if you interfere, for example, with say, like you know, a cell phone tower, um, it, it's considered, uh, uh, from what I know, it is a malicious form. It's a form of malicious communications. Um, I mean, it's one thing to say the range is a hundred yards or within your embassy compound, but if it's outside the embassy compound, it, it is it is literally affect. It would you can't uh, you can't affect uh, you know su- subjectively. Uh, you can't affect different uh, GPS signals on a cell phone of a police officer, but not, but not a police officer, but of, um, say, Benjamin. Do you see what I mean? I think there's something to be said there. Alex? I can speak a little bit to this. There was a case that the, you know, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police uh, a few years ago did an investigation in, in the Ottawa area. Uh, they found... Oh, Sorry. I didn't mean to no, no, go ahead, ben. Oh, ben, go ahead. Uh, so our live stream is now live. It's actually live on my Twitter feed, not on uh, the um, not on uh, the YouTube as I expected it to be. We had a little bit of trouble. Uh, if you pull it up, uh, so to everybody who is watching my Twitter feed on, uh, 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 I urge you to listen to. You may get better audio if you listen to the Walter report. Um, we've got uh, the back of the Russian embassy here, as you can see. Can you guys see the uh, the uh, uh, the slideshow that we've got going? Not uh, yet. So we're just trying to fetch the 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 video link. So it's on your Twitter uh, yeah, feed. It should be. Why don't you put yeah put put Ben's um, handle in the in the next. So what yeah. what we've got if you when you pull it up, you will see that we have um, the back surface of the Russian embassy. We uh, are now lifting our uh, our slide projection onto the embassy itself. It's currently on the retaining wall on the outside. The Russians have a Russian flag a few Z spotlights and a, um, and a few, uh, and a a couple Vs. Um, and they are, uh, trying to block us out. Um, we will, I think, uh, uh, the darker it gets, the better this gets for us. Um, but we may just project onto the retaining wall because we've got a, pretty fabulous image on the retaining wall. Uh, We are now about to be visited by the uh, gentleman from the Secret Service. Uh, We have uh, the Secret Service 
coming over to talk to us or maybe not, maybe just uh, hanging with, uh, hanging out, monitoring the situation. Um, so I think- Benjamin are, are you, Benjamin, are you guys on Facebook Live? I'm getting messages from the crowd saying you're on Facebook Live. Uh, I am not broadcasting to Facebook Live, but somebody else may be. I'm on. Wow. Okay. I'm on Twitter. But live, I don't. But wherever people, I hope you know, people will, uh, people will uh, go where they go, and so I think what we're going to do. Uh, so, Matteo. Uh, okay. So the first thing we got, um, we're going to start with. Um, we're going to broadcast mostly on this retaining wall because they can't defend it. Um, and so, Katarina, why don't you join me in the car so that we can, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about this first set of slides. Um, uh, so, Kat, um, uh, why don't you, uh, can you read for us uh, the first slide for those who don't read Russian? Um, yeah, so the first slide is an FBI recruitment ad that the FBI put out for Russians that says, please um, get in touch with our counterintelligence agents and our agents at the FBI. Here's our signal. Here's our address in DC um, and get in touch with us. Basically, you know, they're recruiting. Yeah. So I, I want to, I just want to say to the members of the staff of the Russian embassy, uh, uh, you think we are trolling you, and this is an epic troll, but we got nothing on the men and women of the FBI counterintelligence division because I got to say, this is, uh, this is an epic troll. So, Mateo, can I have the next slide from our friends at the Bureau? Whoa, we, we, we're, we're, we're moving. Uh, I'm not sure what our... Ben Benjamin, yes. can we get that link? Because we don't have that link available yet. Um, so, uh, we want to get that yeah, link so will, our listeners can see you. We will make our slides available to everybody. Kat, can you... Um, I also put a slide. Yeah, or just tell them... To, we got it. We got it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Um, uh, uh, all right. So, all right. So, Kat, um, Kat let's, uh, let's... Yeah, I think so. They cannot defend this wall without coming out in the streets. So I just want to say to all the uh, Ukrainian Americans in the Washington area, to our friends uh, who care about human rights in Ukraine, who care about, uh, 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 you know, not committing uh, genocide, um, uh, come join us. We're on the corner of Tunlaw Street and Davis Place Northwest. Uh, we are... Um, at, uh, we are here to uh, uh, publicize what's going on with uh, uh, with the Russian full-scale invasion. And uh, here is our next slide from our friends at the FBI. Kat, what does it say? So this is another FBI recruitment ad. It says, you can't change the meeting location. We have something that we want to talk about. And it's essentially, you know, encouraging them to come and chat with the FBI. So, our... yeah, so to our friends in the embassy, uh, after the slides, we're going to show you uh, and that the Walter Report people have uh, created for us. Uh, you know, that signal number is available to you. You should, uh, you should think about it. Um, there is still time for your soul uh, to heal. 
and uh, the FBI is here to help you with that. All right, uh, Mateo, can I get the next, Amazing. Can I get the oh, next slide? Hey, Benjamin. Yes. Benjamin, we're going to get someone from our team to get that signal number and post it Excellent. in our nest. So for all, of, for all of you listeners around the world who are just tuning in, Walter Report, Benjamin Wittes, and Katerina uh, and Maria Aid, we are at the Russian embassy uh, in downtown or wherever the diplomatic mission is in Washington, D.C. We are projecting Russian war crimes onto the retaining wall of the Russian embassy. There's nothing they can do about it because they'd be on public space trying to block it out, and they can't. And we are now reading FBI invitations to Russians to do the right thing and to support Ukraine. That signal number will be available on our nest for you if you're a listener and you are you want to help ukraine and stop russian genocide in ukraine please call that number contact it thanks so much ben over to you i'm watching it live all right so here's the third slide from the fbi this is really my favorite of them this one is a quote by pushkin that says a silent nation and then the longer quote says while you guys are staying silent the criminal authorities are ruining your your nation don't stay silent anymore. Come and talk to us, meaning the FBI. You can save your nation and the world. Um, and, Amen. You know, and just uh, to uh, to stick the dagger in and twist a little on that one, uh, Russians love to uh, characterize Pushkin as kind of symbolizing the soul of the nation in some sense. And so some clever wag at the Bureau uh, figured uh, this would be a good uh, 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 a good dig. Okay, so we are going to, uh, do we have one more slide from our friends at the Bureau? No. Uh, no? Okay. All right, so we are going to go to, uh, this is a, a set of slides that uh, Walter Lech and, uh, uh, and uh, his uh, uh, comrades in arms prepared for us. Um, so, uh, 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 I'm going to give Matteo instructions, and then you guys should just uh, take over the audio and talk about them. Um, so to everybody who's saying raise it up to the building, uh, we don't want to do that because if you look up on the building, you will see there are Zs and Vs, and uh, these are uh, we, they can interfere with us up there. But the, we built the mobile BAP, the big-ass projector, as I call it, uh, precisely to be able to hit them in places that they cannot defend. And so right now we circled the embassy and found that the, the place that they cannot defend that we can live stream to the world uh, is this retaining wall. And this is where we've got a beautiful image up. And so I think that's, we're gonna stick with that. Uh, please do screenshot this uh, as we go through these images are gruesome, by the way, a trigger warning on that. And um, we will, uh, you know, probably not appropriate for children. Um, and, you know, uh, so we're going to uh, stay away from where they can defend. Um, uh, before we start, uh, Walter, I'm going to turn this over to you. Um, Absolutely. And um, uh, uh, Matteo, just follow uh, Walter's lead on uh, the on the image. 
All right, Walter. Yeah. So everyone, if you could go in our nest, the first link there is Walter Report Live. If you click on it, you could actually view everything that we're watching. What Ben's doing live, we can view it, and you could still talk and listen on your Walter Report app. Please do retweet it. Take screenshots and post the screenshots as tweets. Let the Russians never forget that we are uh, showing them what they do to human beings live on their own embassy while they flash their silly Vs and Zs and there's a spotlight coming from the embassy. It doesn't uh, negate what we're doing. Thanks, Walter. One second, going through a minor technical difficulty here. Mic check. No problem. Loud and clear. If you want, I'll cover off for you. Uh, please go ahead and check out the, the tweet and the link. The tweet in the nest. Please retweet the space. Let the world know we are live at the Russian embassy in Washington, D.C., Russia's premier diplomatic posting. And all of the Russians have been called back from their little vacation, from their fish cakes and cabbage, and they're being told, get into the embassy. The Ukrainians are at it again. They're they're showing the world what kind of genocidal terrorists we are. We need to we need to put up a letter V and a Z. That'll stop it. Doesn't work. Go ahead. Yeah. So we are seeing the uh, essentially the hashtag which became viral uh, specifically recently. Russia is a terrorist state, and uh, essentially Russia like a new Nazi state which adopted new swastikas of modern age. These are the Z and V symbols which they project proudly on their own embassy of a Russian terrorist state. Right now we can see it live and. Uh, we have a slide so slideshow essentially of uh, of the pictures which indicate Russian atrocities, Russian war crimes, and Russian terrorism in Ukraine. The war crimes which Russians perpetrate, they're giving orders to do so. Russian army troops are specifically targeting civilians, killing civilians in Ukraine. Right now we can see the picture of a hospital. Right now we can see a picture of apartment block in Mariupol, which was shot upon by Russian tanks. Russians essentially ruined the city of Mariupol. They encircled and besieged the city and killed almost 40,000 civilians, innocent civilians. Right now we can see a picture of body bags filled with civilian bodies, the victims of Russian atrocities and Russian war crimes, civilians who were killed in Bucha, Bucha near Kiev. Now we can go back to the actually the blast that destroyed the building in Mariupol. And uh, as we can see, all these body bags from Bucha, essentially it became, uh, it transpired, this information transpired after bits and pieces how Russian soldiers treated civilians. They specifically killed civilians, killed women, children who were trying to leave the area. They opened fire upon civilian vehicles. We on this place, on Walter Report, we had uh, first-hand account witnesses like Olha Hudetska who reported from the area while it was still under control by Russian invaders. We, we essentially had the first-hand account uh, delivering the information how Russians held civilians as hostages in apartment blocks in Bucha and in Irpin, trying to use them as a living shield to protect their own uh, mechanized formations and military units. And uh, after Russians were pushed back, after they fled the area under the pressure and the counteroffensive of Ukrainian defenders, all the atrocities that Russians have been doing for months, they became apparent. 
and uh, all these pictures of civilians killed, uh, mutilated, shot at the back of their head with their hands tied behind their back, they became apparent and the world was shocked. Right now we are seeing one of the buildings, administrative buildings in Mykolaiv, uh, which received a direct strike by Russian cruise missile, because obviously what can be a better target for a Russian terrorist than, uh, well, a civilian infrastructure and civilian building, right? They targeted for the local governor, Kim. Fortunately, he wasn't in there during those morning hours, but they managed to kill civilian regular government employees who just came in uh, on their regular shift to do their work and uh, basically got hit and killed by Russian cruise missile, which specifically targeted the city, specifically targeted the civilian infrastructure, specifically targeted and was shot at to kill civilians. Right now we are seeing all these atrocities that are happening every single day and are being perpetrated by Russians in Ukraine. The bodies of civilians tore, burned after they got killed and shot by Russians. Specifically, these were in Bucha, photographed by prominent Ukrainian journalist Denis Kazansky. Uh, these people, unfortunately, even after they were killed, they, many of them were burned, torched and burned in the street. Uh, just the charred bodies indistinguishable and uh, this is just another example of russian atrocities that are happening in ukraine this is what they do to civilians they try to apparently hide some of the war crimes that they perpetrated and have been doing for months since they occupied the area northwest of kiev around irpin and bucha and hostomil and other towns were essentially affected by uh, by russian I, I wouldn't call them an army. It was just... Uh, uh, combatants. Combatants, yeah. They're not soldiers. Not soldiers. And this is one of the cemeteries that is left after after all of that transpired. All of these civilians killed, shot women, children, who were specifically targeted by Russian invaders and uh, and killed. This is the the aftermath. The burials, the mass burials, the grave, the grief, and, and the horror that transpired. This is what we are seeing on this picture. Destruction, complete destruction, because Russia continues to target private houses, target apartment blocks, target uh, regular civilian infrastructure. Just uh, they are following the scorched earth policy of Nazi Germany during the Second World War. Because right now, Russia is a new Nazi country of the modern days. More destruction, more destroyed buildings. Russia is a terrorist state. They bring despair, they bring death, they bring horror. Right now we're seeing a husband bidding farewell to his wife and a literal underage son witnessing his mother killed and now seeing his mother being buried because Russian invaders killed her, murdered her for no apparent... And... Uh, Right now, another picture of Russian atrocities with bodies strewn in the streets. We see and hear more and more, especially witness uh, testimonies about Russian military vehicles. When they capture a certain city or an area, they just roll around and for fun, they open fire upon private houses, on civilians. And sometimes they deliberately, specifically target civilians. And we are seeing destroyed buildings in Borodyanka right now. 
Yeah, no, and as well, people should be aware that when the Russian invasion kicked off, signal intelligence was collected that showed, uh, that demonstrated that Russians, uh, Russian units in particular, were given the sole express task of murdering civilians, causing terror, making, uh, believing that that would uh, disintegrate uh, Ukrainian morale. They, they literally had tasked forward units, just like the Germans and the Nazis did in World War II, the Einsatzgruppen. And the Russians had uh, dedicated forces uh, for the sole purpose of murdering civilians, tying them up, shooting them in the head, throwing them in mass graves. This is something that we've seen in some genocides since World War II, but never on the scale of such an uh, industrial uh, level. Uh, Russian forces uh, have been conducting a genocide since this war, this invasion began. And this, what we're viewing on the walls of the Russian embassy today are the results of that genocidal policy. This is not, these aren't accidents. These aren't collateral damage. This isn't one or two tied up people running away and being shot. These are thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children, women, men, elderly, who are murdered in cold blood by a genocidal regime who has no regard for the sanctity of human life. They have no regard for the rule of law. This is Russia today, a terrorist state openly acting in our time under our noses. Over to you, Walter. So, Walter, before you uh, go on, I just want to uh, ask people... uh, once again, this is Ben Wittes. Please do screenshot the images uh, with the Russian embassy in the background. Tweet them. Uh, tweet the live stream uh, so that people can join and watch it themselves. Um, at obviously, tweet the soundtrack as well. Uh, the, uh, the Walter Report. Uh, we want to get as many people involved in this action as possible. Uh, and by the way, if you are in the Washington area, we are at the corner of Davis Place Northwest and Tunlaw in back of the Russian embassy. This is where the FBI tried to dig a tunnel under this embassy when it was built, only to have the tunnel betrayed by the traitor Robert Hansen. Uh, so this is a historic uh, part of this building and uh walter back to you and uh, before walter before you go on i just want to say one of our great supporters and volunteers at walter port marie is 5157 ghost he created the slide deck for us uh, that we're showing now so thank you to you ghost um, you're a saint thank you for doing that go ahead walter yeah, and right, right now we are seeing more civilians, more, more pictures from the northwest of Kiev. Uh, a dog, especially specifically, just waits for his for his master, for his for for a civilian who will never come back because he was shot, killed, just for no apparent reason by Russian invaders. Uh, we have we've heard lots of stories when Russians were and still are breaking into houses, apprehending people disappearing people, uh, specifically capturing males, taking them to to execute them and then burying them either in mass graves or just torching, torturing, pardon, uh, burning their bodies, torture, torching their bodies in the streets or somewhere. And by this very day, 
still the very exact number of the people people who were killed by Russian invaders just northwest of Kiev, just northwest of Kiev, is not known, because new mass graves are being uncovered in the distant villages. Apparently, Russian did it all over the place. It's not just Bucha. Bucha became notorious, but it's Borodyanka, it's Irpin. It's smaller villages around there. It's northeast of Ukraine from where Russians were pushed near Chernihiv, near Sumer. And right now the same thing happens in the south of Ukraine. Today we had a family who escaped from Kherson. And uh, again, more blood chilling testimonies about what is happening in those areas. In the smaller villages, it's completely unbearable living in under Russian occupation it's it's living in a constant under constant threat of being you know uh, your house being broken into uh, your wife is being taken raped or killed you being apprehended and shot dead just because russians have kill lists and maybe you they just don't like you maybe you can end up in the russian torture prisons four of those are being operated by russian just in kherson city which is considered more or less uh, a decent place compared to other areas under Russian occupation. Four torture prisons are being operated by Russian invaders in Kherson, where they apprehend civilians, torture, mutilate, and kill civilians. This is what is happening under Russian occupation. We have we have to remember it's not just Bucha. We're seeing the pictures from Bucha, but if you recall, when Bucha still was under Russian occupation, Irpin and Bordyanka. We had information just leaking bits by, by bit, bits and pieces, trickling down about what horrors are being uh, perpetrated under Russian occupation. Then it all transpired. The same situ- situation is going on right now. We are receiving trickles of information, bits and pieces about the horrors that are happening in the south of Ukraine near Kherson. The same pattern, the same thing. Russians do the same thing all over Ukraine where they manage to capture, seize territory, occupy. They target civilians. They want to wipe out as many as possible. They uh, target prominent Ukrainians. They try to target civic society leaders, but not just them. If you're a regular business owner, if you're a regular civilian, then somehow it's not your, you know, it's not a, a good day or your lucky day, and you end up uh, on the same street with a Russian armored vehicle, you can be shot dead for no apparent reason. Because there is no disregard, there is no regard for human life, complete disregard for human life. This is what current, uh, currently Russian invaders do in Ukraine. They try to kill as many, they try to genocide Ukrainian nation. This is what they do, this is what Russia is, because Russia is a terrorist state. This is what we are seeing. Again, it's not just Bucha. It's all over Ukraine where Russians managed to occupy territories, to seize territory. And that's why it's imperative that these people under Russian occupation, they have to be liberated because it's not about the territories. It's about the people who are suffering. Mothers who are being raped, daughters who are being raped and killed, men who are being shot dead, like we see right here, civilian was there was his uh, arms tied behind his back just shot that in the back of his head and uh, the, the tall is immense it's 
tens of thousands. At this point, we can actually say it's hundreds of thousands killed. Many of them deported, infrastructure ruined, uh, buildings specifically targeted. Right now we see an, uh, a new apartment block slash shopping center in Kiev, which was just struck by Russian cruise missile. And immediately it was declared a legit military target because whenever Russian missile strikes, be it a, a church, be it an apartment block, be it a private house, a school or a theater full of people, like hundreds of people, like it was in Mariupol. It's a legit military target for Russians because they want to kill as many civilians, as many Ukrainians as they possibly can. Because again, Russia is a terrorist state. Russia genocides Ukrainians. And this was in the planning before the invasion started. Again, more gruesome pictures. Yes, and please retweet the space. Let everyone know, if you're listening, let everyone know that where we are, we're at the Russian embassy in Washington, D.C. We are putting onto the wall of the Russian embassy all of their crimes, their genocidal activities. We are telling the world what Russia is doing. We will not let them obfuscate. We won't let them ignore it. They are trying to fight the truth. They are trying to obfuscate the projector. They are trying to uh, detract from the reality, and we will not let them we have Benjamin Wittes, Katerina, they are there. They are speaking truth to power. And Walter is narrating the, the, the slideshow as it goes by, the slideshow prepared by Walter Port and our friends at Maria Aid. We are telling the world exactly what Russia is. It is a terrorist state, Walter. Thank you, Huda. Yeah, and right now we are seeing literally something one of the most poignant pictures, probably for me, from this war. A family of three adults and three children uh, killed, uh, piled up in one single pile and then burned. This happened in Bucha. This was found by Denis Kazansky, prominent Ukrainian journalist. There are bodies, legs, parts of bodies, human bodies, children, parts of children. For Sorry for my language, but this is what we are seeing. This is what Russians did. They executed civilians, piled them up, then executed their children, and the whole family is in this picture. A pile of human bodies, a pile of burned human bodies. This is what Ukrainian liberators, Ukrainian defenders found when they pushed Russians back, when Russians fled from northwest of Kiev. This is what they left. And this is just one of the examples. And these are the people who are trying to flee from Irpin, hiding beneath one of the destroyed bridges, not many of them actually managed to escape. The process was basically regulated by Russian invaders and they tried to keep as many civilians within the city to use them as a living shield, where they were shielding themselves with Ukrainian civilians. They forced them to stay in the apartment box, just expecting Ukrainians not to obviously fire upon buildings where civilians are present. But Russians themselves were just using people uh, civilians as human shields. And right now we're witnessing part of those who were lucky enough during first days of occupation actually managed to, to escape. Again, the process was was challenging by itself. Whoever used those routes were more lucky. And uh, unfortunately, there were different routes leaving or leading from the area. And on these roads, many civilians were shot dead in their vehicles they, while they were driving out from those areas. 
another apartment block, another shopping center, more civilian bodies again in the streets, shot dead by rocket for no apparent reason. Again, civilians are target for Russians in Ukraine. And right now it's also an appalling picture. Russians killed <laughs> northwest of Kiev. It's it's absolutely hideous. They they killed and butchered household pets, in this case dogs, and nailed them to some kind of a wooden plank and ate them. So this is the level of an uh, quote-unquote army, in quotation arms, uh, quotation marks that uh, Ukrainians are dealing with. An absolute monstrosity, a horror, uh, an entity that just brings despair, death, and, uh, and suffering to Ukraine. Okay. For those... Go ahead, uh, Benjamin. Sorry. So we, uh, uh, somebody is asking in the uh, in the chat why there is a Z, a V, and another Z uh, on this slideshow, and I just want to make clear uh, that we are broadcasting uh, against the Russian embassy, and uh, they are using their own spotlights to try to drown us out. Um, we have found a corner of wall that they cannot defend. Uh, and so we are using that and they are surrounding us uh, with uh, their own uh, spotlights. I am going between the images uh, and the uh, zoomed out version so that you can see both the slides that we are trying to show and the way that they are trying to erase history, uh, to erase reality uh, at the same time. And I, I, you know, I, I feel awkward about it, honestly, because I, you know, showing a swastika is not something that I normally uh, want to do. Um, but I do think, you know, uh, one of the features of this whole story is the effort to obliterate the history of Ukraine, the reality of Ukraine, the people of Ukraine, uh, and part of that is putting a big Z on top of um, uh, the images that we're showing. And so we're trying to balance here uh, showing uh, the images that we want to show, but also showing the reaction uh, and the efforts to suppress it that they have, have engaged in. And, you know, one of the reasons I built the mobile big-ass projector was so that we could counter this. Uh, the last time we did this at the ambassador's house, uh, it was actually very difficult to slow the, show the slides that we wanted to show um, because they, uh, you know, they're reasonably effective at blotting them out. And, you know, we had heroic efforts by Alex and Yevgeny Vindman to hoist the projector on their shoulders and uh, get images up. Uh, but we felt we needed a uh, more mobile and more dynamic uh, ability to uh, um, to avoid exactly this. So to the people who are asking about why there are Zs and Vs on the wall, uh, uh, this is uh, the part of the wall that we can access that they cannot defend. And so we wanted to you know, create a capability to uh, to hit them where they can't do anything about it. And if they can do things about it, we move and go to a different diplomatic facility 
And at the end of this uh, broadcast, I will, I do have a message for the ambassador um, uh, about forthcoming special military operations. So please stay tuned for that. Uh, Walter, back to you. Thank you. Again, we, we have seen a number of pictures from destroyed Ukrainian cities and villages. One of the pictures was, uh, was a church with a mass grave, literally near the church in the church backyard. And just one, that mass grave, bodies of over 280 civilians were found. And it's just one of the many mass graves that Russians are leaving behind, trying to hide some of their war crimes. It's also one of those pictures are right now, the one that we are seeing. It's a, it's a ditch, essentially dug out by Russians and uh, bodies, bodies ditched literally in that, in that hole and buried as a part of mass grave. It was located again and uh, in the church backyard among one amongst many. Many of those mass graves are all over Ukraine and they become, uh, they information about them transpires, they are being found, bodies are being uncovered and it's this ongoing process. Again, as I said earlier, the bodies are still being found on a daily basis because there were so many killed that they're still you know, people are still missing. People are still don't know where their relatives are. Well, in this case, this lady, unfortunately, she already has, has at least the knowledge what happened to the relative after he or she was killed by Russia. So more destruction, more destroyed buildings. This is what Russians bring to Ukraine. Whole cities leveled down. Right now, Russians switched their attack. They understood that they cannot have an upper hand in a in more or less fair one-to-one battle uh, because they lack the morale, they lack the stamina. Therefore, they shifted to, to classic Russian tactics, just using the upper hand in artillery. They are leveling cities to the ground, destroying everything, targeting apartment blocks, targeting private houses, leaving nothing where anything can be essentially hiding and then they're capturing what is left and this is what is left after russians do it nothing destruction debris despair unlivable conditions death and and corpses mutilated corpses and destruction and uh, then russians proudly declare their victories they pitch in russian flags or even soviet flags they paint these modern swastikas in V and Z like they proudly did just right now in their embassy of a Russian terrorist state. They continue to do this on every single day, on every day base. Every day has a funeral in Ukraine. All over Ukraine there are funerals of Ukrainian defenders, of Ukrainian civilians who are killed every single day, even after Russians have been pushed away from Kharkiv, second largest city in Ukraine, the city that used to have a population of almost 2 million people. Right now, every single day Kharkiv is under attack. Russians are bombing Kharkiv, Russians are firing missiles and cruise missiles into Kharkiv, Russians are firing long-range artillery into Kharkiv. They're targeting civilians, they're targeting apartment blocks indiscriminately, and often they're just doing that specifically to kill as many civilians as possible. 
destruction, despair, and uh, and horror. Essentially, this is the the stable things that that Russians bring to Ukraine, and this is how their quote unquote liberation looks like. Oops. I think I've lost the uh, uh, feed from uh, from the Walter report for a second. Uh, I will bring it back, and uh, we'll be back in a second. And this specific mass grave was recently uncovered in the east of Ukraine. Again, it's not just Bucha. This specific one was soldier was in the east. This is where civilians were ditched. Bodies of civilians were ditched because, again, many are being killed on every single day, on everyday basis by Russian invaders. They target civilian vehicles. They target cities. They target villages. Everything is a legit, legit target for Russians, be it a shopping center, a shopping mall, be it a private house. It's a target for Russian rockets, a target for Russian shell, Russian artillery. It doesn't matter who is in there, a granny, a child, if it's a kindergarten full of children, it's a legit target for Russian invaders. The more they kill, the better for them. That's how they approach this in Ukraine. Benjamin, we're getting a few, a lot of messages from the audience. Can we go landscape versus portrait? Can you, can you switch the, uh, to, to, to landscape uh, longer uh, I can, left? I can try. Let me see. Um, my arms are getting extremely tired, but I will do oh, it. No, thank you.